And it's gone. Off the fly. <coughs> off the fly. Week nine. Week new weather. What do you think about when you hear the word nine? More than number nine, Rob. Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel. I was thinking Lou Gehrig. Ooh. That's cool. Lucky Smarters. <laughs> I wonder if he hustles, though. Guy, that's why. It's EC3, the Gap Chief Genius. And Rob here with our week nine guest. And uh, if you want to do the honors of going ahead and introducing him. Our week nine guest is filmmaker... Monty C. Wilson, the director of Super Hustle. Welcome, Monty. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, man. No problem. Man, we're really excited. Um, you just did a new re- released uh, feature movie we have here. Over 15,000 streams. Heard from the man himself. Yeah, well, I released it on my birthday, May 19th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. That was strategic. You know, okay, you know, okay. I figured I would be online a lot that day. Okay. Because, you know, you always got those thank you. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, got to tell thank you. Like you yes. Yeah, like 300 people wish you happy birthday. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to be online a lot that day anyways. Okay. So I was online promoting the movie at the same time. That oh. made a lot of sense. And it gave me, like, a, a goal to shoot for to knew I would be ready. A you goal. Know, so. How, so speaking of goals, is this one of your goals that you crossed off the list? Oh, yeah. I, that had been a goal for eight years. Eight years. <laughs> and that's how long it was in? Yeah, I was, I was started working on it eight years ago, yeah. Uh, so. Wow. That's crazy. Little known history. I met Monty when I was seventeen. Uh, that was almost ten years ago. And man, he was doing photography for all the rappers. If you yeah. wanted some good photography, you would go to Monty C. Wilson. And I remember my friend um, Julius Mosley. He was telling me he's going to be in Monty's film. And that was eight years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. Crazy. I didn't know you were only seventeen. Yeah, dude. I was, <laughs> you look, you look young. I was young, bro. Yeah, I'm thinking was, about it now. He's like, should I have done it? <laughs> Monty was man, you were everywhere. Well, you still are, but back then it was just like when I got exposed to your work, it was like, oh man, I'll do whatever I gotta do to get a photography. Yeah, yeah. Me nuts over like <laughs> we gotta do this. We gotta make it official. It's not All official. Right. It's not coming from Monty. What's been new since um last time we spoke, man? It's been a while. Yeah, you know I've been working on this movie. Uh, I pretty much since it was sitting there, you know, on my hard drive, mm-hmm. almost done. I basically just dedicated my life to just Thanks. getting it done. So I spent like a year putting the music on, doing all the polishing, the color correction, all the little stupid things you got to do mm-hmm. to uh, to polish off a movie. It took, me about, it took me about a year, man. So I, I pretty much stayed in the lab for like that long. Well, um, why did it take so long? To, to You mean the eight years from or the, eight years, the one from, year? From the day one you started to now, uh-huh. the 19th when, we when you released it. We shot about 90% of the movie the first year. Okay. And I actually started putting it together. So I had it all laid out on the timeline. And, you know, I mean, you, you have your pieces... I had a lot of holes where I need to feed, you know, fill in. Mm-hmm. But when you're shooting a movie like that with your friends and stuff like that, um, what you'll find is, and this is people out here who ever want to shoot a movie, listen, <laughs> you'll find that that first maybe 10 days of shooting, you have a lot of sh- scenes you can choose from, right? right? So say if you two are in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, you work on Thursdays and you're off on Fridays, I can really schedule you easily, you know, when I have a lot of scenes to pick from, but once you get down to that last couple, 15, 20% of the shots, it's really hard to get you two together. The guys together because it, it, it um, you only have a certain amount of stuff I have to shoot and I, don't, I can't just shoot anything. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the problems. And then I went through a divorce. Okay. And when I started going through my divorce, I, I put the movie aside for some years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a big hit too. So I'm seeing that you uh, you produced it, you you wrote this, you directed it. Um, where does inspiration come from? What inspired you to make this movie? If you uh-huh. want to tell you know our listeners a little bit about what else was about, um, I I shot I actually wrote the script 
1999 when I was living in Vegas. Okay. And um, I decided to shoot it all these years later. And what I did was I, um, I completely changed the script around. It wasn't about a private eye. So in this movie, Q, played by Alice Qualls, is actually a private eye named Q Hustle. Okay. And he runs into this character, played by Trevante Francis. I titled him, his name is Shaky. And the reason why I named him Shaky is because I wanted a, a name that as soon as you hear it, you think Shady. Yeah, I was like, what is a shady name? What is a shady name? And I have, and I have a cousin named Shaky who lives up in the uh, Bay Area, right? He lives in Richmond. So I decided to name him Shaky. Okay. So as soon as you hear his name, you yeah. think, so, you know, you're like, Something right. shady about this guy. Yeah. Shout to Shaky. Right. So I turned him into a private eye, re-flipped the script, uh, put a bunch of more... Um, you know, twist in it. Mm-hmm. So a movie has a lot of, it's, it's a lot of layered plot. It's, it's oh, a lot cool. of twist in it. So, and then I just started to shoot it, man. And I found, and I found, I knew I was going to have Alex Qualls as the, uh, as the lead character. And I knew I was going to have him as the lead, you know, as the, the co-host, mm-hmm. the co- co-star. And we just went from there. Okay. Did you have a, um, was there an album, not an album release, uh, how do they? What do they call for screening? A screening, yeah, a private movie screening. About a year ago, I had a private screening for just the cast and family, okay. sort of thing. So it was kind of like invite only thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it took me a while to get all the artwork done and you know get it up on Amazon and all that sort of yeah. thing, and uh, and finish the music and get all that stuff in there. So the, the music, I'm like a really stickler when it comes to putting music onto video, and it has to be right. So mm-hmm. it took me like six, seven months just to just to put. All the music in That's the soundtrack The score Everything Who did the music And the score for you? Uh, Forrest Factor You know him he's, he's, He was known around here As Big Cut From oh, GMG Remember GMG. Desert Heat Yeah, yeah. He oh, lives in Atlanta man. now Shout out to Big oh, wow. Cut Oh yeah. I remember So he that. did the whole soundtrack And it's 13 songs It's, it's on iTunes okay. It's on Spotify right now You can, pu- you can punch that up yeah. It's hot it's, It really is Yeah, I, he, uh, yeah Man yeah. he's one of the best artists To come out of the field Yeah Shout out to Big Cut Oh man it's a blast from the past um, if you want to give a little, well, I, I want to know a little background on your directing, your photography. Where did all, mm-hmm. all that start? Yeah, uh, my dad was a photographer, okay. right? So uh, I started probably taking pictures when I was thirteen, fourteen years old, professionally. I started shooting weddings with him when I was like thirteen, fourteen years old. Okay. So I've been behind the camera that long. Um, then I ended up going to uh, to college and getting a, uh, a degree in communication. So I have a degree in communication from CSUB. Okay. Then I started working in the news uh, probably like shortly after I graduated. So like in 95, 96, I started working in the news. So I've been working in television for like over 20 years. And you're still doing the news and the television? Correct. Program. Right now, I, I don't work in the news department. I work in the production department. So if you've seen like Toyota commercials, uh, dog grooming commercials, you've That's seen, you. You, yeah, <laughs> you, if you put it on Channel 17 and you're watching... You know anything during whatever about five of my commercials will come on during okay, the break. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so everyone has seen my work. Now, was that something that because uh, you said that was your dad's profession originally? Now, did you see yourself doing that as well, or is it something that you were just tagging along? And I was, I was, of... I was making money doing that. So okay. that's how I paid for my car insurance uh-huh. when I was in high school. My gas money, that sort of thing, get my rims and my speakers. Right. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have fifteens back then. Back <laughs> in the eighties, yeah. back in the eighties, boy, you had to have at least fifteens. <laughs> so I had a Volkswagen '69 uh, Bug with fifteens oh, in the man. back, that kind of thing. I paid for all that doing photography. That's old okay. school. And I didn't know necessarily know that's what I wanted to do for a living mm-hmm. until I probably my sophomore year in college. That's when I decided to take communications as a uh, as my major. How yeah. does that help in this industry? Communications, <clears throat> for people who just don't. Mm-hmm. Well, when you do 
uh, when you get a communication degree, uh, they have concentration. So if you want to be a journalist, you can go into that concentration. I went into the audiovisual concentration. Okay. So I took um, video production classes, that sort of thing, editing. Uh, I took writing courses. Mm-hmm. You take ethics courses, so you know if you're not busting, you know, copyright <laughs> yeah. laws and okay. and you know not to uh, plagiarize mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I took a lot of those classes. Uh, copyright has changed quite a bit now since the internet, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, before you remember, you used to mail your tape. Back to yourself. Get yeah, the original, yeah, yeah, the original, original copy. copyright. How does that work now? It's a little bit different now. Like, some now, if you actually upload something, it could be technically you could prove that it's you know that it was yours. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Oh, okay. That timestamp. It's 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 relaxed a little bit. It's a lot different now. And another thing too, if you notice that um, back in the day, if you was to grab someone's photo and you use it for something, they would be coming after you and you would mm-hmm. be copyrighted or whatever. But now you see people share photos all the time. Oh, now they just like, just tag me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Or people yeah. tag it themselves or whatever, with yeah, a watermark yeah. or something. As long as you tag them or, or, the, or they put the watermark on yeah. it, they're fine. Back in the day, that would have been some problems. Yeah. And, and, and another thing too, it was a time where, uh, let's say if uh, the Bakersfield, California had wrote an article and someone posted that article on their site there were some issues there but now as long as you share and they, the they credit, get some linked credit. back to them yeah. they, they, you know, they, people don't trip as much yeah, yeah. definitely so with photography are you um, you say you're following you know your dad's uh, his career mm-hmm. is this something um, you still continue to do with photography are you still doing that right I take a lot of uh, I take senior pictures I, I take uh, modeling pictures uh I haven't taken any album covers or anything like that in a while, but you know, I, I still do that sort of stuff. I I I make a lot of money on that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. I still um I think I still have the photo- the photos man from eight years ago. Mm-hmm. They're still crisp. I will still use those. I don't look. I probably <laughs> gained like sixty pounds since then. But it's all good. <laughs> I'll I'm trying to be real with you guys. Monty, um, you said fifteen thousand. Streams, right? Fifteen thousand minutes stream. Oh yeah. man, and that's and how do they calculate that? Uh, it's all digitized. I can go on the back office and it'll tell me like how many people streamed this week or that day or okay. whatever. You know, it doesn't tell me like who actually watched it or whatever, but I can see like it's you know a stack of minutes for each day. Okay. And if you want to let the listeners know where we can find Super Hustle, mm-hmm. uh, if you go to Amazon, if you have a Fire Stick or something like that, you can um, search for it on from the home screen mm-hmm. and then it'll come up. Or you can go to um, Super Hustle Movie. Dot com and it'll give you all the instructions there. That's my website, superhustlemovie.com, and it'll show you all the different ways you can watch it. Uh, there's another way you can click on it, and it kind of tells you how to search for it and all that, too. Okay. So with Super Hustle, um, what's the goals for this film? Is this something you're going to... Are we going to be promoting it more? How long is it... Or is it just something you wanted to complete? It was definitely something I wanted to complete. Um, for one reason... Okay, first of all, I started this eight years ago, so a lot of things have happened in eight years. Right, yeah. Not, and I, you know, I mean, not with me, but just technology-wise. And, Time. Um, YouTube has gotten way bigger in eight yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, remember Vine? Uh-huh. Vine has yeah. come and gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? MySpace. Yeah. Right, all this stuff has come and <laughs> yeah, gone. Definitely. And one of the things is I didn't jump on any of that stuff, the little trends that were going on, because I didn't just finish this. Right. Like, I didn't want to move to something else without finish this, so it was like a big monkey on my back, you know what I mean, to get this done. So um, now I feel like I can move on to different things. Can you imagine how many ideas I've had in eight years that I wanted to do and I didn't do? (laughs) And you you just want to get this one done before you move on to anything else. And now that it's up on the uh, the, um, Amazon and all the different things, um, 
it's there. So now I could just promote it. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of promotional materials. You'll be seeing some more of those coming, and, and then just build those minutes until they just keep going, keep going. And, and how Amazon works, the more minutes and the more people comment, um, leave, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Review? reviews, reviews, and stuff like that. Uh, the more it'll show up in the search engine, the more right. it'll suggest. Okay. You know, you on Netflix, Definitely. it'll suggest. Yeah. It, yeah. So once those minutes build, it's, how, it's just more and more. How would you get something like this on Netflix? Uh, you have to submit. Netflix goes has a uh, what is called a, um, a, 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 a distributor or aggregator or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you basically give it to them. They submit it to Netflix and they get it all ready for blah, blah, blah. You can't just submit directly to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's about eleven hundred bucks. What okay. it so I'm I'm going ahead and do it. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, yeah that, I'm oh, getting a lot of good feedback. Every, yeah. on this. It's crazy yeah. how many people have. Ne- nobody has cable anymore. Yeah, it's all. It's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole it's a thing of the past. Yeah. So once once it gets on there, but Netflix pays you uh, a fee. They pay you straight up. Okay. They license it from you, so that's they just break you off cash. Okay. Where on this one right here, I get money per rental and per streaming. Okay. Sort of thing. Not yeah. like an up, they give you like an upfront type thing. Yeah, yeah, call yeah. It done. Right. Okay. Yeah. Netflix will break you off. So, so with eight years, um, do you still keep in contact with most of the cast? Did you lose touch with any of them? I it's, know. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man, that a lot of people moved out of town, but I'm still in touch with all of them. Though. Okay. Yeah, like uh, there's people moved to Atlanta, and people moved to Texas. One one of my actresses, she moved to Texas, and now she's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know she was in Vegas. <laughs> um, you know, they're all over the place, and you know. Donnell, I mean, Forest Factory, he's in Atlanta now, and his brother's in Atlanta now. Both of them are in the, you know, he's in the movie, the brother's in the movie, actually. Uh, Forrest just did all the music, I mean, we did a lot of that uh, via, over the phone. Like, did, I would beatbox into the Yeah, I was going to ask you, how you guys got the music? Was that something Man, you wanted, you, was that just a tedious process? I would beatbox something into my phone, I recorded and I emailed it to him. And, and he then, would just, he would do it. it. Yeah, and he would send it back to me. That's uh, Yeah, and then the songs... You'll hear that some of the songs in there, they say Super Hustle, they talking about money, talking about hustling, that sort of thing. So, and there's a lot of Bakersfield people on the, um, but a lot of the Bakersfield people, it's funny, are people who moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they recorded it all That's out there. So, because Bakersfield got a lot of yeah. people yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why do you think they go to Atlanta? You know, Bakersfield, Atlanta had like a, uh, what they call return to the South sort of thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of blacks migrated out of the South right. a long time ago. Like, my family is from. Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi. So they had like a, a what they call it, migration back to Atlanta when it started to like uh, a lot of opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah, and so a lot of people moved back there. Okay. Yeah, so it's changed quite a bit. Is all of your cast members Bakersfield? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mostly everyone's from Bakersfield. I would say just the uh, one actress in the back, her name is Emily Davis. She's not from here. I, I, that's the only person I can think of that's not from here. Oh, awesome. Everyone else is from Bakersfield. Yeah, they may have moved, but they still, you know, come back and visit. Like this guy here, Marco Wright, he lives in Texas, but he was just out here last weekend. With, you know how with music, we're always trying to get to somebody, get to somebody for, you know, <laughs> blow up, get a big deal, you know? How would it work with movies? Who do you pass these movies on to? Or who would you pass your movie on to, I guess, to the big companies, the major film companies or whatnot? Yeah, you, I mean, you can submit scripts to people. You can submit, like, sizzle reels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you have, like, ideas for... Um, you know, like say if you want to do something for the home shop, not the home shopping network, but for the um, um, home TLC network. or the yeah. home cooking mm-hmm. network, yeah, yeah, the cooking show you wanted to do, you could do a sizzle reel, which a sizzle reel is like a highlight reel, okay. like a five minute segment, and then mm-hmm. they see that and they're like, okay, well we want to see more, and then you can produce a whole episode, right. or you can have for that them. episode already ready. Mm-hmm. That's one way to get on like television, um, movies. 
Um, you could be in like film festivals and stuff like that. Like Netflix picks up a lot of film festival stuff. They do. Yeah, like especially the larger film festivals. Like they'll they'll grab they'll they'll offer deals to everyone who's who's to all the winners okay. of each category. They'll do that exactly. sort of thing. So is that something you're doing now or film festivals? Or just submitting your... Submitting no, I have not submitted this to anyone yet. Okay. I have not. Uh, I was going to submit to some film festivals, but I was taking too long to put it out, mm-hmm. and I was taking too long to submit, so I said, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know way to release it. <laughs> Get it to the town. You know what I mean? I right. to, and that's why I made it free on, um, on Prime. I wanted as many people to see it as possible. From the town and, I, and, I, and I got a lot of DVDs printed, so I was like, here, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving out the DVDs right. to certain yeah. people. X amount I want to give away, and you cool. can purchase some. So that's why I was able to just come in and bless you guys with these two, because awesome. I, I got we appreciate it, man. Some I can't wait. Yeah. I so. can't wait. Honestly, I've been waiting a long time to watch it, man. I can't wait. I remember this used to hang on Ray's studio back in the day. Just a little, the itty-bitty problem right. man, you put back in the day. Yeah. What's, um, what do you have next? What do you, what's your next uh, goals and... Uh, I want to do and I'm pretty much going to do a series next yeah okay so I'm thinking maybe 30 40 minutes sort of thing okay and I'm thinking about doing a series I'm not as 100% positive but I want to do a series that where the episodes aren't the same so like uh, this episode is about something mm-hmm. like Seinfeld almost was Seinfeld like that well, no, Seinfeld was a continuous story. Well, it wasn't a continuous story. It was like... It but it was, it was the same people. Okay. It was more like um, American Horror Story. Okay. okay. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, or, or, or there's another one called Black something. I forget the name of it. It's on... Um, Black Mirror? Yeah, Black Mirror. Oh, okay. No, Black Mirror. They're all different. They're right. all different. Right. Even though it's a series, they're all different. Okay. I'm thinking about doing something like that. Where each, cool. each episode is a completely different story. But then I can use some of the same actors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I use this group of people, and then, you know, I might use them in episode four down the line. You'll mm-hmm. see that character, but he'll be a different guy. Right. You know, or if I, if I want to continue that story, I could. You know, nowadays, you kind of they kind of broke the mold of what a series really is, yeah. like on Netflix. They, they, you can do whatever now. Yeah. It, it's really, uh, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV shows. I think I just finished, like, thir- 13 Reasons Why. Do you watch, do you watch anything like yeah, that? Yeah, my daughter's watched it, so I was forced to watch it. <laughs> what do you think about that? The what first you, one? Both, or whatever, whatever season you're on right now. It's okay. Spoiler alert. I watched some of the first season, and they're watching the second season right now. As a matter of fact, just this weekend, the other day, they were uh, watching some of the second season. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was just kind of, like, in the middle of it, really didn't right. know what was going on. But I watched probably, like, four or five episodes of season one. What do you think about it? You know, I, I didn't, I didn't see what the big deal was, but I didn't see enough of it. I didn't see the beginning. I kind of just caught right, episodes here and there. Um, it wasn't as good as they were trying to t- say me it was. I thought, <laughs> from what I saw, but I noticed a trend, and I, I might have to adopt this because when you, when someone's a trend is going, you kind of want to follow along a little bit. But I noticed that a lot of these series are like almost like a a two hour episode that they stretch out over. 10 episodes right. mm-hmm. so it's not a whole lot going on you know what I mean yeah. and it's kind of like they're almost selling the mood like it's a creepy music yeah. and mm-hmm. slow push-ins and and then he's like okay well, nothing happened yeah. you know something made it take five episodes to happen sort of definitely thing. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do something. I'm gonna have to do something. <laughs> Nothing happens, and you know, eight episodes in, you finally get it, type of thing. <laughs> With uh, being a now being a filmmaker and watching like Thirteen Reasons Why or something like that, do you are you able to do you critique it the whole time? Or are you able to shut that yeah, off? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't shut it off. <laughs> I, some things I can shut off, but most of it I don't. I, I'm, I'm watching. When I, like I say, when I watch this these things, uh-huh. I'm watching how they're shot. I'm watching the mood, right. the, the kind of music, <clears throat> and. Um, 
there's always some ideas popping on my head. That's why I said I had so many ideas over the years. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't really turn it off. I, I mean, and I studied some of this stuff on purpose because I want to um, um, get ideas. You know, right. yeah. I, well, before I shot this movie, I watched a lot of movies just to study composition. You know, to get your. It, it takes something to get a film look. Mm-hmm. You know, when something looks low budget, and then mm-hmm. something looks like it was, you know, look like it's like it was a real movie. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is the composition and all that and the direction. So mm-hmm. I, I've been studying that sort of stuff for a year. What films were you studying for that? Um, there was a movie called, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a Japanese film. And it was like 3012. It was a weird number. Mm-hmm. Like, the, literally, it was like the number, the movie was called 3012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I remember watching this movie. But the reason why I watched it is because I read about it on a blog or something. And, um, reason why I would suggest someone else to watch it who wants to do a film is because um, it really showed you that you don't need a whole lot of stuff to make it work. Mm-hmm. You can be really selective and really crop shot shots mm-hmm. to where it looks like you're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? So I can make this, us sitting at this table, look like it's at a restaurant even though we're in a garage or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And it, it showed me that because it, it didn't show a lot of wide shots. It was tight. Okay. And, it, it, and you, and you got to look at it with that eye. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so every time I'm when I'm writing, I look at, I know how it's going to look. So when I'm writing, I'm actually editing at the same time. Okay. I'm actually shooting and editing while I'm writing. Okay, okay. So when I write something, I know this is something that I can shoot. Like, I don't write something that I'm just like, okay, well, I don't have a, uh, I can't jump off a building, so I'm going to put a jump off a building in the script. And when you watch this movie, I didn't attempt anything. This is really conservative Mm -hmm. shooting. I didn't just attempt something that I couldn't pull off. Yeah. I only shot stuff that I could pull off well. Okay. So you played played it safe. Yeah, I played it safe. And I had to, too, because you got to realize I I did the, I wrote it, directed it, did the lighting, did the audio, I shot it. I did everything, did complete everything. one-man band. So literally while we were practicing the lines, I'm setting up lights, setting up camera, setting up audio. This is like a stressful situation. <laughs> while they're, you know what I'm saying, while we're back there going over the lines, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 you know what I mean? I need it. you to be yeah. this, this, and that, you know what I mean? So it's it's not, not for everyone. How do you honestly. operate with so many hats? It was tough, but uh, I, I've been so used to doing it. So it wasn't as tough because I actually I shot I did this whole movie man you'd be surprised I look back at it I didn't really even write anything down that's the one thing I would do different I kept so much in my head that I had like information overload kind of thing you know it was kind of <laughs> I kept everything in my head like what everyone was supposed to do this and that and the other so I probably would write more down and I could probably you know it, it would be less information held up here. You know, that's what I would do. And maybe I would have, and I would have an assistant or two. Okay. You know what I mean? To kind of keep, you know, help me with the... Uh, keep you fo- yeah, with organized. The, with the, right, right. Yeah. Practicing on the scenes, you know. And I, and I definitely would have more crew. With, um, <laughs> and this, with, and this sure. was, like, let's say, eight years ago was, what, 2011, right? No, 2010. Uh-huh. What technology is available now that's going to help you out for your next yeah. film series? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. I started shooting this on... A, I shot this on a DSLR. Now, everybody shoots on DSLRs now. The... At the time, the five, the Canon 5D had just come out, mm-hmm. and the Panasonic GH1 was getting ready to come out. So I ordered the GH1, and I was waiting for it. Literally, like, because I, I pre-ordered it. So it took me, like, three months to get here, mm-hmm. sitting there waiting. As soon as we get this, as soon as we get this, you know. <laughs> you be on. Right. And at that time, those were the two DSLRs that you could really even pick from. Did, did that go off? No, no, it's good. 
it was only like two DSLRs that you could pick from. So I got that one, and at that time there wasn't drones, mm-hmm. there wasn't all the steady cams yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So you know, stabilizers and all that kind of stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff has come out. So you won't see. There are a few drone shots in here, but those are stuff that I shot like last year. Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, I didn't have a lot of steady cam stuff like that because all that that technology was. Twenty five thousand bucks at that right. time, you know. What I mean, to get a steady cam, mm-hmm. you you know, or they had some little cheap ones that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Now, you can buy, you know, the one I have now is like six hundred bucks. It works yeah. really good. So, is that something? You, do you like incorporating the new technology with your films, or is that something you still be used to? Uh, yeah, there, there, some of the everything I shot, shoot now will have some of the new technology. Yeah, because I've, I've I've been working on the uh, the stabilizer and the drone stuff for like the last couple of years. So yeah, it, it would be a, it would be a better look on that. Yeah. So let's, I wanted to dive into just um, our little history. I remember we did a couple of photo, we did a couple of photo shoots. I think I, I don't know what video was it. I wanted to say it was pom pom, but I don't think I was at that one. But let's let the people know you used to you used to do music videos. Right, right. right. Music videos. Was my Local hip hop videos. Right. I remember the first one I did was at the Padre. Back before it was remodeled, remember when right. the Padre? I don't know. You might not remember. You're not old enough since you was only 17 when we met. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the first Padre, like in '95 or something, I shot one at the Padre when it was when it was the old Padre. Mm-hmm. This is before they shut it down and remodeled it and all that. And it was and we shot some in the elevator and we shot in the hallways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was my first one. And then I think the second one I shot was like in 98 when I was living in Vegas. Okay. So, yeah, I, I started way back then. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, like you say, so many people have cameras now. So many right. people have technology. Where so many, That's why so many people are doing it now. Do, right. you, feel, do you feel like that water down, water's down uh, directing, yeah, it does. making music videos? Well, I mean, back then, you remember back when people had huge budget you know, people were spending million dollars right. on Biggie had a million back. dollar yeah. uh, Hype Williams video back right. in the day. Yeah. You know, and that was the thing. You had to have Hype Williams. Now you can get, you know, Monty C. Wilson, you know, for <laughs> with his one-man crew <laughs> right. and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's, it, and, and you've seen the quality going down and down and down and down. You know, I, I, I did see, I don't watch a whole lot of music, music videos, but I saw Amigos, and um, they had some stuff that looked, you know, like it was had a budget, a nice budget on it. That flipping, what is it? Flipping chickens like a stir fry, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> the stir fry one, man. You know, it looked like they came in and they had a good director and lighting, yeah. and they tried to do some acting and all that stuff on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they all were back in the day. I mean, if you go study the history of music videos, but now a lot of stuff is just, you know, staying alive. Yeah, it's just simple. A lot of people behind you, <laughs> and you know now, you know everybody got the drones and they yeah. got the steady cams, and you know they just out there doing their thing. Do you have a, music, a favorite music video that you directed locally? Um, that Dying Broke one was probably one of my that favorites. Was, man. That Shout out to Michi. Was, yeah, Michi Belly, Dying Broke. Um, his brother came up with that concept. Okay. So and that was cool about them guys. They, they come up with their own concepts and stuff. So I was able to just not have to concentrate on that so much. And they have the people there that they say they're going to have. A lot of music <laughs> videos that I've done uh, in this town, people will say, I want something different. First thing they say, I want something different. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do something different. And then they give me an idea that's been done a done, thousand done. times. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, do you know that is not different? <laughs> and then they'll say, okay, we're going to have the girls there. We're going to have all this there. We're going to have this, this, and, and that. There, and never there. Nothing there. Never no girls. Never no girls. Never no girls. And they be like, oh, man, you supposed to bring them, man. you supposed to bring them. Nah, we can call somebody. Because what happens is the females who say they're going to be in it, 
they flake on you in the last second, right? Because they, then they realize, wait a minute, this is serious? You know, you know, I'm old. Then they realize, my boyfriend going to see this, my baby daddy going to see this, maybe I don't want to do it. That's what's going to happen to you. So I don't even think that you're going to, you know, unless you paying some money, they're not going to be there. Okay. But these dudes actually have what they say they're going to have. They had a women, they had cars. You guys definitely have to watch that video. Right. Well, that's favorites. why that video came out, though, because they had everybody they had that it. they say they're going to have, and, and, they, and they had the concept and everything. Um, do you remember who your first local rapper was that you uh, did the music video for? Yeah, that was the one at the uh, Padre, and her name was Touch. She had a, it was a group from way back in the 80s, man, called the Deaf Dames. You wouldn't know this. <laughs> what year were you born? 91, bro. Okay, you do know, you remember Lloyd Fresh Cuts? No. So you don't even know Lloyd Fresh Cuts? Okay. Nope. Okay, you ever heard of, have you ever heard of um, Suzuki Suzuki Samurai? That song, Suzuki Samurai. Okay, I'm going to have to school y'all. No, I'm going to take us back. <laughs> yeah, take us back. Class. I want to take a class. There was a dude's name, okay, there was a DJ, local DJ named Lloyd. He calls himself Fresh Cuts, okay. right? He at the, that time was probably the only dude that was really just making beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he had a drum machine, he had an eight hundred eight. He could scratch. He could make beats. And then there was this group. It was SB and Dr. Cream. They made a song called Suzuki Samurai. It was on the radio. Everything. <laughs> it was hot. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Okay. Reason why I brought this up. <laughs> Around that same time, there was a female group called the Death the Death Dames. Oh, Death Dames, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Now one of them went solo. I think her name was Marilyn or something like that. And she, and this was like that was in the eighties, and then like way back in like ninety five, where she was considered older at that mm-hmm. time. She tried right. to do it. She did like a little you know comeback, and I shot her music video okay. around ninety six or so, ninety five, ninety six. Okay. But it, it stemmed from those 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 pioneers. Those guys was pioneers because. Lloyd had like a four track recorder where you put a cassette tape in and you I had know the those. bounce tracks and all that yeah, stuff I had definitely. one of those too back in the 80s like I actually have a couple of songs you, I know you've never heard <laughs> no one's ever heard I'm not going to let you hear them but if I did let you hear it you would be shocked that it was me you'd be hey, like that's not him that's not him <laughs> his rapping skills because yeah. yeah. I had a four track recorder but it was like no one had studios back then mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't uh, computers and all that stuff. Or I, now you could record on your iPhone right. or your iPad. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, so the technology was, 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 was... A few people had in their hands, and that's, that's how you had to do it. You had to know him. Definitely. You had to basically know Lloyd. You had to or, go or pay Lloyd, that's what I should, should pay, say. Pay Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? It's the 80s, 80s man. 80s, man. It's the that's 80s. Like, yeah, those, those cats came out with songs like in mid-80s, like 85s, 86, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you miss doing music videos? Or hip- is it just music videos you don't do anymore, or just hip hop? I don't do music videos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you miss that at all? Uh, no. No. No, I don't miss it. Miss it. No. I, I, one of the things I did do at the time that I uh, stopped, <laughs> it was I necess- wasn't necessarily enjoying doing them so much at the time. Anyways, I could have let it go even then. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's some new guys out there that's doing some stuff. Kind of like one of those things you can just, you know, let hand it over to the younger guys sort of thing. Yeah. Nice they, the people with that kind of energy who, you know, because once you lose the energy for something like that, it. yeah, yeah, you're just kind of just doing it. Yeah. And, I'm, and no disrespect to big rappers, but like you said, they could you could do the same thing a thousand times. And mm-hmm. you want to have, I think you would like some creativity and right. not become bored of it, you know? Right, right. It's, it's not, a, it's, it's, it's more like labor, it's not love, you know? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, when it becomes a job, then that's when you got to, like, Look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what well, do I want to keep doing this or not, you mm-hmm. know. But this the movie thing, it was when we shot this man. I'm telling you, 
being on the set, it was fun. You know, we all knew each other. It was fun. We brought beer on the set. That's when I really even started drinking beer, really. When we started shooting. <laughs> like, I drank beer, but I didn't really drink it like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they started bringing beer on the set, and I was like, okay, I have one. Yeah, and now, you know, now I like beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's when I acquired my taste. <laughs> I'm yeah. still acquiring my taste. <laughs> I, I hate beer too. Dude. I, I was like that too. I don't like. I don't like yeah. the taste of it. You guys make fun of me. I hate beer. And I'm yeah. small, so it take money to get me intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, I, they didn't bring we, uh, Kurt. Kurt Rufus. He plays uh, Earl in the movie. Okay. He would show up with an ice chest. <laughs> and I'd just show up with an ice chest. And he'd be sitting there, and I'd be setting up a light, and I'd be like. Yeah. Okay. Drinking the beer. Yeah. It was that. It was that fun, you know. And we shot like all over. Like a lot of it was shot on Eighth Street, R Street, and all that sort of things. And if you watch the movie, you're familiar with that area. Like a guy will be walking down the street on P Street or whatever, and then he looks across, and he's, and then it might be in L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I cut yeah. it to where it looks seamless, but you know, I, it's kind of you know I did a lot of movie magic stuff on there. If you, I was gonna ask if you could give us a quick, um, just a quick summary of what the movie's about, mm-hmm. just for our listeners could be aware. You know. Uh, okay. Alex plays Q Hustle. He's like a small time uh, private eye, and I and I intentionally made him like a, when I say small time, he's like a little hood private eye, mm-hmm. and he does these little hood cases. And he's not proud of the stuff he does. You know what I mean? They kind of make fun of him a little bit in the movie, like the kind of cases he do. Like he's the kind the kind of dude you would call if you're someone stole your rims or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or your lawnmower or something. Okay, you know what I mean? little jobs like that. Right, right. Okay. And he, he wants to do bigger cases, but, you know, and then he runs into the other guy, Shaky, who is the uh, who is the, his little comical character. Mm-hmm. They run into each other, and basically Q gets caught into a guilt by association kind of thing because Shaky does a heist, him and Q are together, and boom, now they're, you know, it's guilt by association, mm-hmm. and that's where the, the movie takes off from there, and that's where the, all the different hustles become, you know, become okay. uh, become evident, yeah. So that's what it's about. It's about, it's about a small-time private eye who runs into, I say, runs into an even smaller-time street hustler. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, they equate to the super hustle. Right. How long is this movie, Monty? It is 111 minutes, so it's oh, like man, 151 that's... minutes. I mean, a minute, I mean, an hour and 51 minutes. And then that's another thing, too. The movie, movie came out like way that. longer than I thought it would, right? Okay. So I actually cut 15 minutes out, and it was still 151 minutes. But so much time had went by that movies got longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you go to a movie theater, yeah. now you go to a movie theater to see a two-hour movie. When I remember it was back in the day, you know, it had to be like an hour and 30 minutes. 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it was like World that. Combat's like 90 right. minutes. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, wow, that's cool. Now I could keep it 151 minutes and not be too bad. Yeah, but exactly. before I was like, oh, I got to cut, you know, like okay. 30 minutes off of this thing. I only really end up having to cut like 10 minutes off or something. Did that change anything at all in the film you felt like? Um, there was a couple of scenes that, yeah, I wish I could have put in there. But the way I wrote the movie, I couldn't take a whole lot out because I... I interweaved so many scenes together so it's like if you take out this scene then you gotta take out this scene yeah and it was like it was really it was gonna be really hard for me to get it down to one and a half so I'm glad that kind of evolved into a longer (laughs) movie so there's no way I was gonna be able to cut it down to you know another 20 minutes off of that Inspirations um, do you have any directors you look up to or any actors that you kind of definitely is a uh, Denzel fan big Denzel fan Uh, my probably favorite Actor of all time is uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, that's a actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. yeah, man. His 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 comedian and actor. His his. I don't, I'm not gonna call him a, his his actor, but his movies, I should say, because he. Uh, but uh, 
Which Way Is Up is probably one of my most favorite movies of all time. Like, I have still shots mm-hmm. of that on my, on my wall or whatever in, in, at the house. Uh, that's kind of where I um, get a little bit of my comedy from. But uh, a lot of inspiration in this movie came from the old Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby movies from the 70s, uh, Uptown Saturday Night, and uh, Let's Do It Again. Uh, this movie intentionally has, that's why it's called Super Hustle. It's like an old school name. If you look at the logo, it's kind of old school. Um, the theme song is old school. When you hear it, um, uh, I kind of shot it with an old school feel. Okay. Yeah, so, like a, so it's an old school movie with a new school, new school movie with an old school feel. Yeah. So that's when you see it, you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, now nah, it's, 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 it's similar to those old 70s black exploitation flicks that they, that they made back in the day. That was, that was on purpose. Real fast, I know you mentioned Bill Crosby. How do you feel about his situation? Bill Cosby's situation, um, well, I mean, the guy was doing something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he got caught for it. I think it's a little shame that he got caught so many years later, but you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> he he, he should have quit when he was ahead. Definitely. Whatever he was doing, he should have quit when Definitely. he was ahead. You know, it was kind of weird how it all came about in the end, but... Um, yeah, he actually admitted to giving women some pills and stuff like that. So that's, that's the part crazy. that really hung him, you know. Is that is it hard for you to take away, like, separate the man from the artist? You know what? I actually make a point to do that. Yeah. Like, that would be my advice that I would give you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you do have to do that. Uh, yeah, because you meet some of these people. Like, I worked in L.A. for three years, and I did a lot of red carpet stuff. So I met a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. Um you know, movie premiere stuff. I did like press junkets where, like, say, like I did a press junket one year for Fox. For Fox, all the sto- all the shows are on Fox. Mm-hmm. So you sit in a hotel room and set up your camera, and everybody just comes in one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And they just go from room to room to room to different networks, sort of thing. So you know, and these are different. These are people are actors. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite actors of all time is Robert De Niro. Met Robert De Niro in 1999 in Vegas when he was opening up a uh, restaurant called Nobu's uh, Sushi Restaurant or whatever. Him and the, Nobu was a famous sushi right. uh, chef, yeah. and Robert De Niro was his partner. So he was opening up a, the first ho- his first restaurant in the Hard Rock Cafe. Met Robert De Niro, and he was so much different than I thought he was going to be. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I could tell you that story, but I'm going to tell you that off camera. <laughs> I was just like blown away at how different he was, and then that was one of the things that just really like you know sparked my brain. Like, yeah, these, think, these dudes are active. Do you think like kids nowadays with like social media and stuff like that? Do you think we, we I'll say we because we're kind of part of that era, Definitely. that we put them too much on pedestals to where it's like uh, I guess you can say like a, almost like it would be like a letdown to meet them in person type thing. Or how think, do you feel with that? I think I don't know if you can see the two ways. I, I think that's always been the case, right? Social media though, you just you. I think social media, you probably see more of the real them than you do now. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these people do these videos where they're just hanging out or they're going on vacation. Right. I mean, you see more of their the real person now than I think you do before. Because oh, think about it. Sure. If yeah. it wasn't on Instagram, uh, you know, you didn't see Bill Cosby, what he's doing all yeah, during sure. the week when he's not shooting, blah, blah, blah. We only saw the... But now we they see wanted daily lives. Yeah. yeah now we see him, you know, and then they got the paparazzi. It's crazy now. We've seen him all kind of stuff. I, don't, I was actually seen. having this conversation last night. You think... And I'm just throwing it out there. You think Meet the Osbournes really changed the way film was... Reality TV show and the social media age? That, that was kind of like the intro to all that. Mm-hmm. Just being 
being aware of what someone's doing every day of their lives, and you get the side of them that you don't see because that's not what the media wants you to see. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Meet the Osborne was the first time I ever, in the real world, I guess. Too. Real world, yeah. Yeah, real, real world. world. Meet the real world was the first one, yeah. That that's crazy. That was crazy. I, I think that, yeah, that changed. Because I mean, here's another thing, too. Based on uh, kind of ping, springboard off what you just said, I've been walking around with a camera for the last 30-something years, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a time not too long ago, if you put a camera on somebody, they stopped doing They're whatever like, they were wow, doing. Yeah. Right? Now you put a camera on somebody, they feel like I got they got to act a fool. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to commit a crime. Like, okay, oh, you got the camera on me? Let me commit a crime right. now. Like what? I mean you got cameras in the strip clubs now. It's backwards. Dude. Remember you can yeah. can you imagine having a camera in the strip club it's you all take about years ago? The, yeah, the viewership. <laughs> it's all yeah. about the viewership. Yeah. They want I, they want to like, man. They want to click yeah, the view. It's, it's different, crazy. man. It's different. So now and then and, and then now these stars use it to their advantage. Right. Right? Because controversy sells. So guess what? I'm gonna uh, get arrested this week because nobody, you know, nobody's blowing me up lately. So let me go get arrested <laughs> so I can get on a uh, a reality show or something like yeah, that. Okay. You know, it's, it's then we had those years when we had. Remember, I had all those weight loss, celebrity weight loss, and all that. And they was grabbing all those people from the seventies, you know, sitcoms. The washed those. ones. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all those. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah China and right. little Doctor Evil guy. Yeah, so they, people use that. People use that to their advantage. You know, and, and half the paparazzi stuff. Like, how do you know that such and such is going to be coming out of that restaurant at that time? You know, they they're publicists. Has to leak yeah, it or tip all the people yeah. off. So you know, then some guy comes up. Shoots a picture and he goes sells it for a thousand dollars. I mean, it's, a, it's all a game. That's Real fast, back to your work. Do you only want to do comedy, or what kind of um, genre do you want to reach for? Inspired, you know, reach they, for. That's a good question. They, comedy, they say, is probably something you shouldn't do. It's, so, it's supposed to be so hard. Mm-hmm. I decided to do this comedy, um, and I was a little this movie. Like, I didn't. I don't. The certain kind of comedies I like. I don't like stupid comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't like over the top comedy. I don't like gross comedy. Like you know, the Wayne brothers do something like trying to gross me out kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Like when you're like, Ugh, you're just going Ugh, the whole movie. <laughs> and then you have the the Kevin Hart kind of like almost slapstick where he's falling down a lot and yeah, and, yeah. and, and just, um, over the top. I, so this character, I, I, it's, it's more of a subtle comedy. So I've had people tell me that they watched it like two or three times and they notice something different every time they watch it. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, like British comedy. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's like a it's more intelligent comedy. Right. Uh, so if I do do comedies, uh, I, I will kind of stick to that kind of thing. Um, but the, the series I wanted to do probably was not going to be funny. I'm thinking about doing some more like uh, su- supernatural, okay. uh, spooky you know, but put a put a hood twist on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you see, we we've joked about that. Comedians joked about that for years. Like when they say, uh, "Well, if this happened in the hood, they wouldn't have ran, or they would have ran, got out of there quickly." I'm 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 a, I'm a really attempt to do that. I'm really yeah. sure. Yeah, like, they need, okay. they, man, they need that. Yeah. Right? Like, what would yeah. we do yeah, in that, that situation? Because most of the movies is like, man, you know, you, you always sitting there watching a horror movie. Like, fool. Most of the time, I watch it. I'm She's falling before she <laughs> gets to the door. It's yeah. unlocked. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna try to pull that off. I'm trying to pull some stuff off to where it's just like, wow, that's like what really I would do in that yeah. situation. I'm sure Bakersfield inspires you, right? When mm-hmm. you're writing just situations that you see on the news every yeah. day. Okay. I can tell you another idea I had, and no one can steal this idea. Well, I guess they could. I'm not gonna give you enough details. To <laughs> yeah, we're gonna create this monty right here. When I got divorced, right, and for or originally separated, mm-hmm. there's some things that happened to me that only would happen to you in a small town. <laughs> 
So if you're a single man in a small town, <laughs> or, I would imagine, or you're bro. a single lady in a small town, there's certain things that would happen to you in Bakersfield. I want to like capture that. You know what I mean? So I, maybe I'll do an episode on one of those things, on these these weird things that happen to me that, you know, like you're in Bakersfield, and I'm talking to you, and I'll be like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I was with this girl named Michelle yesterday. And he know Michelle. And I'm on Michelle. Not knowing that Michelle's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most relatable thing right, right, ever. Right, right, right. And he's sitting there like... It's the Bakersfield thing, I'm, on, I'm just taking it in. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right. Over here like, yo, right. what? Yeah, what yeah, you you like, and then you texting Michelle right now like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we can have some fun that. with that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna keep you the passion in it, right? Now like music, you know, music video you said you kinda of faded away. Right. This do you feel like your heart's well, of course your heart's in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You, do you look forward to new challenges or you Yeah, that's I I love a challenge. That's when I perform the best. Um I'm the type of person is my you know, I got this from my father and my mother really is like if I have a uh if I can't do something, uh in my mind I believe that I um can. Mm-hmm. So I uh if, what, I, what, I, what I really mean by that is like if I don't know how to do something I know that I can figure it out right. you know especially now that you have Google it's like okay and there's been times when I when I Google stuff for like two weeks I've been on this searching and, blah, 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 and I, like, two weeks later boom I got it so this sort of thing like if, if, if it's an idea that I have and I may not know where the plot is going to turn I know one day I might be sleeping boom it'll come to me like okay I know where it, it could go and that's how writing is if you ever sitting down writing something uh what i would suggest is to um talk it out you know what i mean talk to someone i do this with my daughter my oldest daughter talk to someone who you can bounce ideas off you can't bounce all ideas off everyone right. you know what i mean you two could be best friends and you'll say something and he'll start joking and throw you off you know what i mean or he could be like or, or don't you don't like any of your ideas mm-hmm. and 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 cut you off or something like that. Me and my daughter, I can bounce really good ideas off of her. So what you want to do is you want to start from the beginning, and then you might know what the beginning of the movie is about, and you might know what the end is about. Mm-hmm. And then you want to fill in all the, you know, okay, the guy goes here, he goes here, he goes there, he he jumps over this, he gets arrested, and he's in jail, and then, you know what I mean, like the whole plot, and then go in and just fill in all the, the pieces. So you just like puzzle. Yeah, so I have like outlines that I just need to go fill in the pieces. So that's that's how I work. And I use my daughter for that. She, she, Me and her bounce off really, really well. We complement each other well with the idea. So, Do you have a do you have an idea what you're going to name your series? No. I haven't even thought of the name you at all. No ideas at all? No. No. No, not, no, no. Super Hustle, I probably came up with that idea <laughs> five years into it or something. I wanted something that was old school sounding. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that was a cool name. You know what I mean? I, I, it, it was a lot of... Things I have, you know, how you write down and were super, but then I was like, okay, super what? You know, <laughs> you know I, I had the word hustle, and I didn't know what I was gonna put on it, and I just came up with super hustle because it sounded old school. Yeah. Do you plan on using Alex again for your next? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Your next series, definitely. Yeah, I'll use quite a few of these guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you still keep in contact with most of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still, at least the ones still. in the field. Are you good friends with Alex? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're real. Shout tight. to Q. Shout out to Q. Yeah, we're real tight. Man, I remember back in the day, Q uh, let me host a show with them. It was horrible, dude. Like, well, remember those Bakersfield Unite type of shows? Oh, right, the right. Dome all the time? <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Um, do you have any advice for uh, filmmakers or directors? Uh, sure. Um, okay, you got all this technology in your hand, and um, I would really, really, really learn your camera, right? 
that's what I like to do. Like, I, I feel like you, the camera has to be an extension of your hand. You know what I mean? Like a tool. Like if you're, if you're a, if you're a mechanic and you use that, that wrench so many times, you can grab that sucker, you can twirl it and then, you know, Start so a camera should be that way too. Mm -hmm. um, know your camera, know, not every camera has this, you know, they have different twerks. Uh, the screen, you know, may have a different brightness account. You know what I mean? Know the look that you want be able to get that because you want to be consistent. You know what I mean? Let's say if you're shooting a music video and, and somebody says, well, I want to shoot a music video at, uh, and, and they want to shoot it outside and you're great at shooting outside, but then they want to shoot indoors and you don't know you how don't to know shoot indoors. Indoor. You don't know how to light or you don't know how to, uh, you know, adjust the gain to get the right brightness and the depth of field and all that sort of thing. Uh, that's one thing is just to really, really learn your camera. And one of the things that, that helped me get a, a more of a cinematic look with my stuff is I shot on prime lenses. Prime lenses, lenses they, they, do, they do not zoom, so they're fixed lenses. Okay. Because there's something about when you have a fixed lens and it's, it's this wide and if I want to get a closer shot, I got to move closer. Mm -hmm. If I want to get a wider shot, I got to move back. It makes you take time to, to set up that shot just because you're shooting on primes. Or you got another uh, wider prime, you got to pull out of your bag and put that in, right? So you sit there and you know how much distance you have and you sit there and you think, okay, I need the 24. And then, uh, okay, well, I need to be tighter, so let me put in the, the 85. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. That, that helped me take my cinematic look to another level. Because you can get lazy and you just sit there with the camera in one spot, spot and yeah. you're just zooming back zooming. and forth. <laughs> you're not moving. You're not doing all that. I mean, that, that's where you get lazy. But when you, to get a real good cinematic look, I, I, would, I would suggest shooting on prime lenses. Yeah. What would be your advice for us if we want to use multi-angles? Um, well, if you want to use three angles, I definitely would have one in the middle like that and, and two side. Like you have these, uh, you have your lights kind of side, mm -hmm. side shooting, mm -hmm. they call them. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Right. How would you, I mean, what would you suggest we look, you know, I guess YouTube, but, you know, getting the ideas for the lighting ride and the camera angles. you have any advice for, on us with this or any advice for us on that? Lighting would definitely look better if it was up higher and it was shooting a little bit down because that way the shadows would go down but further. So, I mean, so my shadow wouldn't be, see how I'm going? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> Learning on the fly, right? Yeah, on the fly, though. A little higher and then it would be shooting down. Yeah. Where I mean, you're already doing good with the wall not being white. See the wall being darker ah. helps helps okay. yeah it helps out too that. yeah okay did that know that that was I mean I'm so glad we did something right this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> where did you learn all that from Monty yeah. you know the the lighting the angles from the, we're supposed to be at the frames you're talking about you know uh, fixed I learned, lenses well I learned a lot of that probably a little bit after college yeah that's when I started to you know take really 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 noticing that sort of stuff yeah and I worked on a lot of multi camera shoots okay um, a lot of we, you know, where I learned probably a lot about lighting, because I, I, you know, you, you think you're good at lighting, and then uh, at one point in time when I started working in, in production where I do commercials, we started hiring a grip truck on the really the high end shoots. A grip truck is a guy who comes in with everything you want, you know, that's on there. He's a big old semi with full of mm -hmm. camera equipment. Mm -hmm. and we hire a guy named Mike Van Dyne. He's out of, uh, you know, the Bay Area, mm -hmm. drives all the way out here started really paying attention to his lighting setups and what he was doing. So while I was shooting or directing, he would be setting up lights. I never had to touch any of the lights, nothing. Yeah, he did all that. But um, I would pay attention. And one of the, another tip I can give you is that um, when you are lighting, say like a person sitting at a desk, you want to place your lights in a position to where 
a natural light would be naturally, right? So say um, you want to make it look like there's a lamp. The light is coming from a lamp. But the lamp, you can't see the lamp. There's no lamp. There's really a, your light. Yeah. Yeah. So you place it in a, in a spot where a lamp would we'll be. be and, the, and you make it look like the light would look if a lamp was on. Okay. That would give you a nice natural look. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or there's times when I shot outside at night and I wanted it to look like they were standing on the street lamp. Okay. So I put the light really tall on the, on the, well, on the, the stand be. and put it you know, straight down and the light would come down. You can't see it, but it looked like a street lamp was right. there. That's how you get that. Okay. natural look and people when they're watching they don't know but they, they, yeah. they automatically think in their brain they're on the street lamp okay. they automatically think in their brain he's next to a lamp mm-hmm. you know what I mean sort of thing so that's what you want to do think of where a natural source would be and then you you you, you imitate that okay we appreciate that man yeah. we're trying to get all the help we get we just got these uh-huh. so you're doing you good you got the soft you got the soft screens on there. You got the stands. You got them with the, you know what I'm saying? I would just, like I said, if they were a little bit higher and coming down, then they would just, it would just help with shadows. And what do you do with the soft screen? What exactly does that do? I'm novice at this type of stuff. Let's just give you a little softer, softer light so it's not harsh. The softer the light, the better it looks on your, you know, on your, your baby face. skin. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to, for, um, do you have any question? Sorry. I, I just want to ask, uh, top five movies. Hmm. Okay, I got to put, I got to, I definitely have to put, which way is up on there? Okay. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel. You know who my favorite Denzel movie is? Hentis. No. Uh, Man on Fire. Oh, oh man. Wow. We just, we yeah. just watched it right now. Oh, you was? Yeah, yeah. we watched okay. it right now. <laughs> man, I love that movie. Man. Love oh, the voice. That voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good movie. Uh, you know you like Ridley Scott? Was that the director of that movie? Was it? I think. Oh, no, Antoine. Antoine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that is. Fuquay. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that was his? <laughs> that was his, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the music in that movie, man. The music and the, the, my brother just the just, shots. It was beautifully my shot, My brother too. was just telling me, he's like, dude, listen to his music. And it's, on, it's like a Mexican. It's, it's, it's been yeah, right, Mexican right, right, right. It's all Mexican Mexico. music. That it's is beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, and it was beautifully shot. The, just the, the wide shots. That's another thing. Another tip. You have to shoot wide, medium, tight. So if you shoot a music video or something and you're just constantly, you got this beautiful wide angle lens that you love and you love the way that wide angle looks, but nothing makes a wide angle look better than a tight shot. Okay. So a lot of people I, I noticed, they're just cutting from wide to wide to wide to wide. Oh, a tight. Yeah. You need to have wide, mediums and tight so you can vary it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you like to look at a lot of my old music videos, you'll see me going from wide, medium, tight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that helps you with cutting and be less jump cuts. That that gives you that really that that's a nice look too. That was number two. Right. What was number what, what's uh three, four, and five? You know, I really like training day too. Training oh yeah, day, like, yeah that's a training day was really good. Uh, if I wanted to go if I jump back and go old school uh, come to America, man. That's Ooh, really good. Who's a pick up all these damn flowers? <laughs> yeah, that's and that's one of those movies you can watch a million times, man. Yeah. And then I gotta go. I have to go Western, man. I'm, I was a Clint Eastwood fan, um, so I have to go with um, with uh, Outlaw Josie Wells. I never seen that one, but I know exactly what you're talking Outlaw about. Outlaw Josie Wells, man. I could watch that movie a hundred times. Was that released? Eighties, yeah. yeah, definitely eighties, maybe mid eighties. Okay. Yeah, I love you. Like Clint's uh, directing style? No, not he's, he's, he's well. He directed that movie, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure he he directs. Uh, he's really it's really slow. Yes. Yeah, and I love Josie Wells is a really slow movie, man. It 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 
it, it's almost soothing to watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, he, I like the way I like his director style in that. Like the, some of the newer stuff, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like what was the one when he was crazy? You know, he was like Grand the crazy. Grand yeah, I didn't necessarily yeah. like that. But you uh, like Million Dollar Baby? I didn't see Million Dollar Baby. No, I never. It's a box movie. You seen one? You seen them all? Yeah, I've never. I've never seen that. It, it, it won an award though, right? Didn't yeah, it? yeah. Definitely. Somebody won an award off that. But uh, I know Josie Wells is it. I know who are, Swank Hillary. Yeah, the yeah. actor. Did you like um, what movie was I gonna ask? Get Out. Oh yeah, I loved it. Did you love that one? I love that movie too, especially because it was only shot for three million dollars, which is technically a low budget movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked that movie. I watched it when I was in Vegas, and it's funny. I was with this. Um, I, I was went to a buffet, and I met this old veteran dude. And me and him started talking, and I was like, man, I'm going to go see this movie. He went with me, and so it was me and him in the theater sitting there with this guy, this Vietnam, like a World War II veteran yeah. guy. And he had his walker, and we walked in. We were sitting there watching the movie, and we were, like, laughing. And we and, and you see how the movie ended, it was so weird. It was almost strange. Yeah. Like, I remember walking out of the theater with him, like, and he was like, he was like, man, that was an effed up movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he meant like in a good way. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like, man, that was effed up. It was, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> did you did you find yourself critiquing that or taking some type of? I, I, the only critique I had of that movie is that the uh, the makeup, his uh, his face was changing. You know, much. as it was cutting the shots, okay. like his makeup was different, and like I kept noticing, like, whoa, his makeup is different. So it would cut to a wide shot, cut. To, so they obviously was shooting stuff on different days, and maybe mm-hmm. went back and had some pickup shots. That was the only thing was the makeup was different. <laughs> yeah, it was, sometimes I need to look into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sometimes he had shaving bumps, and sometimes he didn't. Oh. Right, and I and I know I, I saw it on TV, and I didn't notice it as much on TV because you know, but I, when you see it on the big screen, you see Everything. way more detail. Right. And we yeah. were up close because the guy was in the walker, so we literally you sat in the front row, yeah, looking up. Yeah. Right, we sat on that wide front row, yeah. and I was right there, and it was just like, oh man, it was like his makeup was <laughs> different. It was like he had a lot of makeup sometimes. Sometimes he didn't have much. Sometimes he has shaving bumps. Sometimes he didn't. Do you think they that. just looked over or they didn't catch, or is that just? Well, it was a lower budget movie, yeah. so they probably didn't have you know. They as, probably as, just yeah. shot it as is. Right, they didn't have as much. Uh, you know, maybe the makeup people wasn't as you know as the, the, the big time makeup people or the people who could really do the make sure the continuity was correct. But yeah, that's that's one of the things I just noticed. Other than that, it was it was shot really well. I liked the music. Um, what he is really good is 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 is, is, is Key and Peele. Both of them, I would say, they're really good at capturing. The moment giving you the feeling that they were supposed to give you at that time. Like, if this is supposed to be funny, it's funny. If this is supposed to be sad, it's sad. And sometimes you watch a low budget movie and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some Tyler Perry movies I've watched, I'll say his name, where I'm like, am I supposed to laugh right now or, <laughs> right. or is this serious? I don't know. Like, is a serious mm-hmm. laugh, laugh serious? Mm-hmm. And they're able to really, really capture. That's why they could do a movie like, um, did you see Keanu? No. Keanu is about a, a, a guy trying to get his cat okay. back. From some drug dealers, literally was what the movie's about, and they pulled it off. So these dudes can literally say, "I'm going to make a a plot that is that ridiculous and make (laughs) it good." Yeah, Yeah. because they know how to. They know the art of filmmaking, man. That's really their geniuses. That was honestly one of the first movies. I I don't know if I just did. I'm just not a big film person, but I seen the undertones. Mm -hmm. You know when they're they want to run fast or the what was the other one. of all the, um, I mean, Get Out, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't think of the, I don't know the characters' names, but I, I don't know the characters' names. Just the undertones they had in that movie. That's right, something right. that you wanted to, you want to take, with your, with your TV series, you want to kind of use a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, definitely got to do it. There's so much stuff going on in the world, man. You got to put some of that stuff up in there. I mean, I even thought about doing some stuff about 
police, you know, police, I don't want to say brutality, but maybe just some of the way police interact with, 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 with my people, your people, you know what I'm saying, Definitely. brown people. You know Is that I mean? something that, um, I know you had an experience back in the day when you were shooting the film, um, that's, you want to put notice on them we had no, I don't know saying that rallies but is that something you want to put in your movies to show you're against police brutality and the way that minorities are treated in society yeah at least I, from law enforcement I point of view I, do. I, I, I will touch on it but I want to touch on it I want to touch on the areas that I feel that are not touched on I, I, I think uh, a lot of times um, people run out and they yell racism and then while you're while we're yelling racism 